Idiom. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom, where we're counting down the hits <laughs> all day long for your listening pleasure. Counting down the hits, crossing them off. Did you say quassing? <coughs> <laughs> quassing them off. Au croissant. Uh, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. Cool. How about us uh, staying on schedule, right? Two weeks. Staying on schedule. We're, uh, yeah, we're bi-weekly again. This is, this is, season three is a new beast. Yeah. Can't tame it. It's got a lot of momentum. So much momentum. And, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well. So many things. Hey everyone, thanks for, for joining us again and, uh, for coming back. You know, Don't Be an Idiom to be the podcast that explores the origin stories of popular phrases and idioms. And have we got some special surprises for you today. Yeah, and just because you know doesn't mean your neighbors don't know about Don't Be an Idiom. So maybe you want to get out there and rat-tat-tat on the window. Yeah, yeah. Tell them a little about what's going on in here. Yeah, because we've not been uh, associating with our neighbors very much. So this could be the This could be this the, could be the thing that, yeah, that brings, like, brings hey, you back to your neighbors. I know you're sick and I'm sick and we shouldn't be near each other, but you should really listen to this. And they'll be like, you could just you could send an email. And be like, thanks then, a lot. I hope that message was worth getting me sick. And then, well, but I was already sick, <laughs> and we're all sick in the head. Um, no, well, we shouldn't talk about you know. Let's talk about being healthy and happy. Yeah. Psych. What was the last vegetable you had? Oh, geez, is a tomato a vegetable? Nope. Uh, but it should be. Really? Don't you think? Like it tastes like a vegetable. How is a tomato not a vegetable? It's a. It's like a fruit. But yeah. it's, it's technically a berry, right? Like a big berry? A tomato is technically a berry? That's what I've heard. No, that That's is not heard. true. Let's just look it up. No, 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 look it up. We'll set the record <laughs> straight next call, episode. Call it in. Is a tomato a berry? <laughs> no, uh, I don't... I think it is. I don't know what the last... Um, zucchini bread? Well, the is that a vegetable? zucchini in the bread, right? Uh, but I, I, I actually haven't even... I don't know. I think I had a frittata yesterday that had some vegetables oh, in it, I guess. We're not very healthy. Um, yeah, but frittata, though, that's pretty cool, right? It's a little... Yeah. It's like I'm having a very spicy... Uh, you know, this makes me think of, of a... I, menu. <laughs> I accidentally looked at some <laughs> iTunes uh, reviews the other day, um, which, by the way... Thank feel, you yeah, for those reviews. Feel free to feel free to uh, review this on iTunes. It, you know, it, Preferably good ones. But, it, you know, whatever floats your boat. Bad's good, too. We just... Any we, review. We got a one star from Tracy... She had two E's. Oh yeah, there. Tracy double E at the end. Yeah, you gonna, she, are you gonna read it for the she, for us? I could. I think you should. Yeah, but we also got a nice one from uh, Bielsa blogging, who we mentioned in I think like episode four. Oh, or something. you mean our number one fan? Yeah, our number one fan, and yeah. we're we're his number one fan. I think clearly now. Yeah, because he's awesome. He even edited his review to five stars. Yeah, we. Sh- I've never done that. Well, I've never reviewed anything, but. That's pretty cool. Should we? We might as well. Should we say what? Are you telling? You're going to tell them what Tracy said right now, right? Tracy said, "Wow, I was so excited about this and loaded it. And what? Who cares about their gerbil or what they typed in the Google search engine? Too much of all that eye roll emoji. I do like that she did the eye roll emoji. There. I like that too. But okay. Hey, First, listen. Wait, how many stars? Everyone, one star. Just one. Yeah. But it's everyone's not zero. It's not zero. I don't know if you can give a zero, but. 
But, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. She probably like Away With Words, which is a much more stuffy podcast about words. It's probably words. scripted. It's very just like, oh, we're so smart. I did want to tell you, so do you know who funny. are the, after, after the United States of America, the most free country in the world where, where we all bleed red, white, and blue. Sure. After the U.S., our top two countries listening to Don't Be an Idiot right now are... Oh, this is new to me. Yeah, it's a surprise to me. Yeah. Well, Taiwan... Yeah, that is a good one. And uh, New Zealand. Taiwan on. Taiwan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, and New Zealand. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Flight of the Concords. Ah, oh, Flight of the Concords. Ugh, Brit. Jermaine. Brit and Jermaine. It's a very, it's kind of a difficult, I don't think we should attempt it, but it is a difficult uh, accent. Accent, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, after after the U.S., those are the our top two countries that are listening right now. Wow, that's fantastic! Thank you, yeah. Taiwan and New, New Ze- Zealand. Yeah, send us a, an email. Yeah, let us know what's going on out there. Yeah, what is going on? How are the sheep? <laughs> There's a lot. There's a I don't know plentiful. Plen- it's a plentiful. Plentiful amount. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not really sure if there's anything else we want to talk about to, to begin with. I do want to say that the last time we mentioned another country was Belarus. Ooh. And uh, that's when we realized that Belarus was our top foreign country listening to episodes. And then we ended up committing an in- the most of an episode to top 10 facts of Belarus. And we wrote a song, song about, about them. Belarus. And that was, the, that was the episode where they, they stopped. They stopped listening. They, they stopped listening right before we made the Belarus episode. Yeah. And we're still bitter about it. And as you know, as a very you know, loyal listener, that the Belarus song was kind of a, kind of a Christmas sort of... For some reason. It felt kind of like a Christmas song. Uh, but even though we were only recording in the summertime. But you know, that was one of my favorite things that we did. And wow. then we put so much work into it. And then they never heard it. So if you know anyone in Belarus, like just... Tell them to yeah. just check it out. Just tell they every- might want to replace their national anthem. That was episode eleven. Um, anyway, is there anything that you want to? We have a you know a running segment, set the record straight, where uh, we we correct things that we said we do incorrectly wrong. in previous episodes. And uh, was there anything from episode twenty five that you needed to set the record straight on? Um, I felt good about twenty five. Okay. Um, I was a little too jazzed, maybe, so I'm going to try to level out a little today. But you couldn't remember the name of the guy from Waco. That's it. That's my big one. Okay. So for all of you that were screaming at the um, radio the other day, it's, uh, it's David Koresh. David And I knew Koresh. that. I was watching this, the Netflix series. It was great. Actually, I guess it was an HBO series, but I had multiple friends reach out. No, and, I think it was a Netflix series. Well, but I think it was, it was something else first. Seriously? And then they brought uh, it on. They absorbed it. We're going to have to set the record straight again next week when people start Damn screaming it. at the radios about where it was first released. Yeah. You know, because I'll just leave it at that. But I yeah, think it was that. I think it was HBO because my parents saw it way earlier and mm. they don't know what, understand Netflix. So that's, mm. that's what makes me think it was an HBO thing. Okay. Right. And they still call it Homebox. <laughs> and that's, that's what it stands for. Yeah. Old school. Old school. Um, anything else? I think you made a mistake, didn't you? On Set I the did. But I, I, you don't I, want to talk about it? It's not that I... I, can't, I just can't remember what it was, but I remember when we listened back, I was like, duh, that's, that's slightly incorrect. All right. That's fine. Damn it. What was it? Well, See, let's, I, I wrote it down, but then I forgot where I left it. Let's move mm-hmm. on to the next section. Which is? Uh, Crosslist. Are we good? No, no, we're not crossed with anybody. Oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. The, well, the, the one thing is uh, our, our friend Vince, That's who's a, a guitarist, one. he wrote, he recently wrote a little jazz song called Smart Alec, and uh, it's really beautiful, really cool, but he called and he was like, hey, you guys ever, you guys, you know, Smart Alec. You should do that idiom. You should do that idiom. I think, yeah. I'm and then sure. Ryan goes to me. He's like, yeah, like, we should. Yeah, we we should, should do that. Yeah, Vince Vince called and he said, you know, he's posting this song and, and we should do the Smart Alec idiom. And then Albert was all like. Well, we did. Yeah. I, I did that idiom. I forgot uh, about that. <laughs> that was in season two. Uh, episode 21. Episode 21. And we, it was all about Smart Alec. He was like, he was like a grifter. He used a woman to bring guys in. And then while they were, you know, cheating on their wives, he would steal their pocket watches and uh, right. the gold I, coins. And that just, that whole teeth. thing just slipped my mind completely. Well, But anyway, keep so, reaching out, letting us know which idioms you're interested you, in. Vince, for, for, <laughs> we asked people to reach out, but you just, you just, you just outed yourself as not listening carefully enough. <laughs> but to, to, the, to be fair, I also forgot. That's worse. <laughs> it's, my, it's my fucking co-host. Oops. He doesn't know what we did. But, um... You know, we. You know, I think we. It's 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 easy to remember what the idioms you did the most because you're mm. so invested in. Yeah, it. yeah. You like you get absorbed. So in much it. time. Yeah. And effort. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Alvin yeah. and I have had a pretty chill week. We went hiking the other day, and what we, a time! We ate some hot dogs. Yeah, we were outside Reading, PA, socially distanced from the hot dog lady. Who is working very hard. And sweating a lot. Right into the hot dog. I did not actually want to eat the hot dog. But <clears throat> but I was fine with it. I know you were. That's the difference well, between yeah. Audubon had nights. Right? <laughs> 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 All right. We're going to get started here. All right. So uh, we were, we're going to game. Yeah, we got a game. Why don't you explain it? All right. So we were going to. So last night I was hanging out with my family and uh, we were playing quarters, you know, like old school, throw, like bouncing quarters into the. Into the glass, and it was great. Like, I felt like I was in a Tom Waits uh, song, you know? But we tried it, and, and Ryan's table is really nice. Yeah. So because the table's nice, we got the a couple of nice. so cutting gonna... boards. The, the, the quarters don't bounce in the cutting boards, so now right. we're going to... So what we're going to do is we took some... We got some rocks glasses, and we each have five quarters. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the quarters, and it's a best of five round... And we are going to stand up at the table, and we are going to place the quarter on our nose, on the, on the bridge of our nose, and we are going to try to drop them in, and whoever's got the most out of five goes first. Goes today. first. Okay. Is that good enough? Yeah. I, I just want to hear them. say for the record that Albert's usually better at these kinds of games than me, so, <laughs> so we'll see. All right, let's go. All right, and we're just going to go same time and just go for it, right? Yes. All right. Oh, well, I'm all tangled up. All right, here we go. I got one. Uh, you're not. Okay. Okay. Damn it. Damn it. That one bounce out? Mine, mine keep bouncing out. Must be the gravity on your side of the room. Oh, and that's five out of five for me. <laughs> okay, well, Albert won, <laughs> as expected. <laughs> All of my bounced out. I've been practicing all night. No, you got one, two in well, there. Well, there's two in there. That's there were good. two other ones in there, but they uh, they bounced out. All right, Albert, why don't you uh, why don't you drop it on me? What's your idiom for the day? All right, right. So what do you got in there? Two two quarters. Yeah. Well, I would say that that's nothing to sneeze at. Hmm. Nothing to sneeze at. Wow. 
Oh, shit. I realize that I always say wow after you tell me your idiom. No, really? Yeah, I think so. Wow, I wonder what I say. <laughs> oh, the dumb idiot. Nothing to sneeze at. Yep, that's my idiom today. Cool. Which means uh, basically, um, you know, not that bad. That's pretty good. You shouldn't, uh, shouldn't poo-poo that. Definitely. Right? Yeah. What's the official definition? Not to be rejected without careful consideration. That seems like a way more technical <laughs> definition than anyone's ever used uh, nothing to sneeze at for. Or worth yeah. having or taking into account. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. No. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't poo-poo that. That's hard. You should see these. Let's just see what we're playing over here. It's, it's not that easy. <laughs> Quarters on the nose into the glasses. And we just started. And, you know, money is disgusting. I don't like putting it on my face. Right, right. All right. Anyway, any uh, any ideas about where it came from? Oh man, that's the hard part of the show because you can't practice this. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing to sneeze at. Just go deep into the recesses of your mind. All right. It's really so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. All right. I'm going to say, there's a, is there, there's a definitive um, yeah. origin for this? Yeah. Wow. All right. Nothing to sneeze at. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, uh, I'm going to go with British on this one. I'm going to say it, uh, it started, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back because I, go I back. feel like I, I gravitate towards late 1800s. Wild okay. West America. So I'm going to say 1500s okay. England. All right. And uh, I'm not going to say that Shakespeare came up with it, but I am going to say that he probably brought it. He probably thought yeah, about it. Of course he did. He just he does everything. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, I got it. Actually, I am going. I'm going to go with Shakespeare a little bit. I know you uh, said you were going to go. With no, Shakespeare. no, I said I'm not going to go with Shakespeare, Ooh, but I'm going to go with this time. Just kind of go. With it. All right, just go. With so, it. so. Uh, Is that 1500s Shakespeare? Uh, late 1500s, early 1600s. Gotcha. So I'm gonna go with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at so the globe, Shakespeare's glo- walking down the hall. <laughs> so she- <laughs> the hall. <laughs> they didn't have halls. <laughs> I mean, I think walking down I guess the they did. Dog. Not like long halls with like plastic and yeah, metal. they can't. No, just, no. Um, all right. So when in the time of Shakespeare's dramatic performances, there was the Globe Theater, right? Sure. And all rich people had really sweet seats up top, right, that were covered so you wouldn't get rained on. Okay. And all the poor peasants were on the the bottom level, which was just dirt, right? Sure. So they just all stood, there was standing room only. Still the floor seats, though. Well, right? That's nice. It's just kind of funny, like, you know, we would like standing room close to the performance, but, you know. Way up, way back is where you... They weren't punk rock no, back no. in Shakespeare time. Not right? much. Yeah, I guess they, they didn't have those punk roots. So, um, <laughs> let me see. So the rich people see. are up top, you said. They're up top, sitting still, very clean, clean clothes, clean... They just had their once a year bath. Yeah, they had the, the, the annual bath. Um, but the people down bottom... They would stamp around. They would, <laughs> They're like, we love that Shakespeare. <laughs> this is a good one. And, you know, William would always write, you know, dirty jokes for the people that sure. were on the floor. Because like, he's like, listen, I know we're performing for the queen or the king or whatever, but we're also but I performing. I used to be just like I you. I used to be like I you. Was just like, yeah. 
And so when, I mean, you know, I know, most people know that when English people get excited, they stamp their feet up and down like this, right? Yeah. And that, if back in the day when you weren't standing on like a floor and it was just dirt, lots of dust and stuff would come up, all right? So all the good parts, there would be a lot of like dirt and dust in the air and that causes... Sneezing. sneezing yeah so um so people would sneeze during a lot of the good parts of shakespeare because they'd all be <laughs> oh, they having so much fun yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is the good stuff <clears throat> and uh and then eventually you know people would be like that's you know don't sneeze at don't sneeze don't at that. Sneeze wait, at that. Wait. So, oh, they would say sneeze at that. Yes, do uh, sneeze at that. Do sneeze at that. See, that's the problem with this being like a like a negative, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Nothing it's to nothing sneeze to sneeze at. So, so we're saying... I, oh, no, bah, 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 bah. I can correct this easily. Right. When people were really annoyed that something was shitty or bad uh-huh. on stage, you'd be like, no way, no sorry, oh, love. So and then they stamping, would stamp. They're stamping when it's not good. Exactly. Okay, so okay. they would stamp on the ground when it's not good. But wouldn't that make them sneeze? That would make them sneeze, and then other people would be like, actually, that was pretty good. You just don't get it. That's nothing to sneeze at. Oh, and I bet that's those rich people up top saying, The rich people are like, yo, you don't get it. This is nothing to sneeze at. Right. But they so, thought everything was nothing to sneeze at, right? Well, well except for the peasants. They, they weren't sneezing they at. They were sneeze-worthy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It was a sneeze-worthy occasion. So, um, Man, that's good. I really like that. You actually kind of hit a couple of points that I think are pretty valid. Like oh, snap. you were saying, uh, what'd you say? What'd you say? Britain, Europe, mm-hmm. England, England. Well, right? I said England. Yeah, yeah. Britain. So this does come from England and it comes from not the, not the 1500s, but the 17th century. So you weren't, you weren't that 1600s. far off. And it definitely did have to do with the rich uh, aristocracy. Whoa, okay. So you're, Can you, like, you're doing all right. Did you just have a century there, or was there a specific era, or a specific year in the 1600s where this kind of cropped up? Because if it was while Shakespeare was alive, that'll make me semi-happy. You know what? When we used to do this show early on, Ryan used to tell me, you don't have to be so specific with the dates. No, you don't. You know? Just a century. And, and so I, I kind of leaned into that. And so <laughs> I, got, I got a bold a little bullet point that says 17th century Europe here. But... You know, actually, I did not see an exact date. Okay. I do have a date for the first time it was in print. All right. Um, yeah. But it actually, you know, it was Pretty around nice. before that. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right, cool. So really good guess, right? Thanks, uh, man. I, I, I could see it in mm. my mind. But um, so I'm just going to give us the first example that we had. And oh, you know, another thing is it did have mm. to do with a play. Mm. So the, the first example uh, that we like in that like idiomatic kind of phrase is that it was from a play called uh, Fortune's Frolic by John Till Allingham or Allingham in 1799. And the, fra- and the, the quote was just this. Why, as to his consent, I don't value it a button. But then 5,000 pounds is a sum not to be sneezed at. That's exactly how it should be used. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know what, this guy, I have to just mention this because I have a little bullet point here, but this guy, John Till Allingham, yeah. he was he was a you know, playwright that did pretty well, but he was also well known for dueling a critic of his in a turnip field. <laughs> dueling a critic in a turnip field. Yeah, and we have to assume, that, we have to assume that he didn't lose because yeah. it doesn't say that he died during yeah. that duel, you know? Wow. I love that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so the the actual like where this all comes from is 
is 17th century Europe, and it it comes from the use of a snuff tobacco, which is it's like a powdered ground up yeah, tobacco, you'd, you'd like other herbs, nose, and you would right? give it a little like yeah, yeah, and uh, it gave you a little buzz, kind of like how people are using chewing tobacco and whatever. Sure, yeah. And uh, people still use it today. It's just not as popular. Yeah. So um, we should get some snuff. Funny you mentioned that. We should get some snuff. <laughs> but uh, you know, so here's the thing. It was for rich people. Yeah. And and here's what I want you to kind of go back to, like 1700s, right? Sneezing kind of became like a popular thing. Like think about when you sneeze. <laughs> really? really? Yeah. Think about when you sneeze. Right. In, people. Haven't people always sneezed? People. People have always sneezed, but. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's random, right? Right, right. But they were like, man, this is feeling really good to sneeze. And if you can get your hands on this snuff tobacco. You can sneeze any time of day. It makes you sneeze, right? right? So sneezing became like a drug, really. I mean, think about it. If you were just like... You know, they didn't invent pot yet, or they didn't invent, they didn't invent like pot. whatever else <laughs> other drugs are out there. But you're just like, you know what feels really great? A yeah. sneeze. And yeah, you just yeah. make it happen all the time. Uh-huh. So they had this ground up tobacco and herbs, and they would have these little snuff boxes, which are so cool. I actually tried to get my hands on one. Well, it's like, probably expensive, right? You can get them on Etsy, but like, but I'm not going to pay like... 50 bucks for a snuff box. And I don't even Maybe know for your birthday. Legit. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we could do it for the Patreon. We could. The Patreon. Yeah, anyway, so they would have these little ornate boxes and then they would make themselves sneeze. But here's the thing. It was only for rich people. Only rich people could afford snuff. Yeah. Right? So after a while, it wasn't just cool to sneeze whenever. It was a well-placed sneeze that made you cool. Wow. And it actually got to the point where sneezing it would be like if we were at like a fancy party and everyone's wearing their tie wigs and all that and then they start talking politics or whatever and then you could take out your snuff box and be like achoo and that basically is an insult that says you bore me what you're saying is of no significance to me and that became a custom among rich people back then isn't that awesome god it must be so cool to be rich i know you could just do it while away the hours but you said so sneezing was kind of cool but sneezing they, was like fun yeah so like you could be like i only wear my sunglasses at night like right that yeah but well, that's not like what you said where it's like you if someone says something you find i don't know droll droll <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you sneeze it's like, at uh, them it's like someone's like hey did you hear the newest coronavirus i chew like yeah, you yeah. know like it's like i'm sick of hearing it right all right enough already right. But it was like the ultimate it's insult among the rich. Okay. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of like it as far as where the where it all comes from. Yeah. So I kind of loaded up on fun facts because that's that's basically what we got here. All right. But that's before a, I do, that's a that, great history. Though. Do you have any questions I, about maybe something I could answer about it? Mm, I wish I got you that snuff no. box. This was so. This is English aristocracy, seventeenth century. Yeah. And then you're gonna give me some. You're gonna give me some fun facts that have to do with snuff. I'm gonna, or... I actually have snuff and sneezing fun facts. Okay, so these don't really have to do with the idiom. Not so much, no. But sneezing and snuffing. Well, actually, you wouldn't believe how much there is about sneezing. But just um, <laughs> real quick, in the 17th century, this guy Pope Urban the uh, 13th, mm-hmm. he ordered that anyone found guilty of taking snuff in church should be excommunicated. Oh. There was a, that sounds like a fun and easy way to get excommunicated. I'd be like, oh man, thank God, I've been waiting. All I gotta do is snuff. 
There was a czar named Michael I of Russia in 1643. I got the date on that one. Yeah, you did. He decreed that anybody that was caught taking snuff would have their noses cut off. Whoa. But that was actually kind of lenient because it was worse if you were a regular smoker. Yeah. Because you would would be killed for that. Czars. Yeah. And um, there was a... Let me see what else I got here. The other thing that I wanted to say about snuff is that... uh, you know, it also kind of became sort of a um, a uh, snake oil kind of thing, and it was it was thought to cure all sorts of ailments. So, you know, tobacco is still looked at as as medicine for still even to this day. But uh, you know, like a tobacco enema in case you drown. You know what? Actually, when I was researching this, I remember thinking I was like, oh, I'm going to do back to back tobacco ones. Back to back tobacco. Back to back tobacco. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, there was a, in the Victorian era, there was a, a London weekly journal called The Gentle Woman, which claimed that Portuguese snuff could actually cure ailing sight. So people that use spectacles to read, mm-hmm. after they use Portuguese snuff, they wouldn't need their spectacles anymore. Just throw them out. Yeah. And then this, this, there's this woman that I have to mention because she might be the, the, she might love snuff more than anyone else. Her name was Mrs. Margaret Thompson of Westminster. She died in 1776. And in her will, she wrote that my coffin shall contain a sufficient quality of the best best, best scotch snuff, in which I have always had great delight to cover my body, and the coffin shall be carried by the six greatest snuff takers in the Paris parish of St. James, who must wear snuff-colored beaver hats instead of the usual black. Mrs. Thompson's maid was directed to distribute during the funeral procession a large handful of snuff every 20 yards on the ground and to the crowd. Sounds like she was addicted. She loves that snuff. Loves that snuff. Okay, so... so Snuff's a snuff. (laughs) That's enough about snuff. Here's a... a, uh, There's a lot of... um, There's a lot of superstitions that go along with uh, Sneezing. sneezing. That's why they say, God bless you. That's one of them. Gesundheit. And we're going to get to that. Okay. But first, what I wanted to say is in East Asian countries, there's a superstition that if you sneeze, someone's talking about you. Mm. But there's different levels of how they're talking about you. Mm. So if, somebody, if you sneeze once, that means somebody's saying something good about you. If you sneeze twice, it's something bad. If you sneeze three times, someone's in love with you. And if you sneeze four times, tragedy will befall your entire family. Oh, Jesus. I would like to say for the record that Albert always sneezes in threes. Yes. And sometimes fours and fives. My dad's got the record with five. I've, I don't think I've ever heard you sneeze five times. Maybe you're. So I say my dad's got yeah. the record. I don't, I don't yeah. think I've ever gotten to five. But yeah, our family has gotten to four? multiple I guess sneezers. I've heard four. I've had, yeah, I've had four. Yeah. I've spent enough time with Albert to know all this. Which is seasons. bad. It says tragedy will befall the family. Well, no man. wonder my family's so screwed up. <laughs> Eventually, tragedy befalls all families. This is true. If you live long enough, am I right? And you sneeze enough. That's true. Polish culture. Here's another good one. If you sneeze, it means that your mother-in-law is talking badly about you. And if you don't have a mother-in-law, like yeah. you're not married yet, that when you do get married, <laughs> then your mother-in-law and you are not going to get along. That is so typical of mothers-in-law. This is for all my feline friend companions out there. In Italian culture, a cat sneezing is considered good luck. And if a bride sees a cat sneeze on her wedding day, she's going to have a good wedding, Mm. good life, whatever. But if a cat sneezes three times, your whole family will get a cold. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, I thought it was going to be a little bit 
Right. Like, <laughs> I don't are going to die in a plane. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they had you get a mild cold back then. Back when the superstition was around. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do want to touch on, you mentioned saying God bless you, right? Yeah. So they're not sure exactly where it came from, but there is a popular theory about where it came to, came from. Uh, the, the expression God bless you came, comes from Pope Gregory the Great, who used it in the sixth century during the plague of Justinian. What do you think about that? You ever heard of that one? Uh, Justinian? I don't know. Justinian? No, I guess I haven't. Um, so back then it was like uh, 25 to 50 million people died. So back then he actually like made it a law. He's like, if someone sneezes, you have to say God bless you because they believed it oh. was like a sign of the plague or whatever. That shit really stuck. Yes, it did. But a lot of people also believe that it was uh, the soul trying to escape from your body. So it was trying to Saying God bless you, cram the soul back up in your nose. There's one other popular <laughs> misconception that your heart stops when you sneeze. And that by saying God bless you, it's just like, hey, you didn't die. Welcome back to life. Wow. Every time you sneeze, it's a little, like, kind of die a little bit. Well, for a again, that one's not true. You don't yeah. actually die when you, you don't, you don't actually, your heart doesn't stop when you, when you sneeze. But <laughs> right. this is a popular theory. Now, Right before we were taping the show today, I have this really cool old book. Uh, it's like a history of superstitions or whatever. And I knew I should have read it earlier, but there was this one really cool little fun fact about sneezing. And, and this is what it is. In the Sada or the Seda, it's a sacred book of the Pernesians. Per, per, mm, Does that sound right? Uh, Persians? Persians. That's good. Man, I can't talk today. I don't think I noticed that. But here's what they said. Um, they were all required to pray when a person sneezes because Satan is hovering overhead and may descend. And they believe that a sneeze is supposed to be the draft from the motion of his evil wings. Oh, I love that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's really cool. Um, the only thing I had left was a poem about sneezing because, oh. you know, this is a poem from 1912. I was, like, I was hoping this was, was an original that you wrote. <laughs> Here's an original poem about sneezing that I wrote, and uh, it goes a little something like this. I chew, I chew. Oh, sorry, I'm cutting you <laughs> off. If you sneeze on Monday, you sneeze for danger. Sneeze on Tuesday, kiss a stranger. Sneeze on a Wednesday, sneeze for a letter. Sneeze on a Thursday, something better. Sneeze on a Friday, sneeze for sorrow. Sneeze on a Saturday, see your sweetheart tomorrow. Sneeze on a Sunday, your safety seek. The devil will have you the whole of the week. Oh. And that means that all those other things you just said won't happen. Well, I guess if you sneeze on Sunday, yeah, you're fucked, right? Yeah. You can just forget about all those other day sneezes. That's right. But I guess technically the week starts on Sunday, so you can just get it all over with. So much devil stuff going on with the sneeze. Well, everything's so superstitious, you know? (laughs) That's great. I did not know any of that, by the way. Yeah. I never, I never even thought to look that one up. Well, me neither. I found it randomly while waiting for a blind date, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Your date was blind. She was blind, and, I, and, and, and it was fine. It was you fine. You couldn't see my inner ugliness. <laughs> um, but I sure can. Yes, you can. And it is dark and ugly. It's dark as fuck. Uh, great job. Thank you very much. I brought a surprise. Is it a snuff box? It is real, authentic snuff. And it's, and it's called Bernard's Magic Moments. Whoa. You can't get that in the U.S. because it's not popular. This is from Germany, huh? Uh, yeah, but I had well, to the order... The warning label is German. I had to order it from a U.K. site, and it took like 
two weeks because you know how everything's everything's slow there wow so i thought so here's the thing yeah what some people don't know is that snuff has actually kind of come back into popularity a little bit yeah and um different from in the old days where you would sneeze on purpose yeah now it's cool not to sneeze because it shows that you're like i know how to take the snuff right but anyway, I thought maybe me and you could both do a little snuff okay. and uh, see who sneezes or if both of us sneeze. All right. That sounds good. How much of this is, are you supposed to... So I just am putting a little bit. It's just like a little pinch. Yeah, a little pinch. Oh, yeah. Were you able to get any? Okay. So just a little pinch and then you just whiff it up into your nose. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. A one and a two and a... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow, that, that burns a little. That really wakes you up. Oh, my gosh. This message is brought to you by Bernard's Magic Moment <laughs> Snuff. Oh. Wahoo. It's like smoking a cigarette through your nose. Wow. So uh, that's not legal here, huh? No, it's legal. It's oh, just okay. that it's not popular enough to sell in uh, in the States. Huh. Woo. Wow. So this is, um, yeah, that was surprising. Yeah. Oh, very awake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of us are are slightly crying right now. <laughs> we are. I'm sweating and crying. <laughs> but wow, uh, is know, that neither that's of us, tobacco? Neither of us knows it's tobacco. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, maybe we maybe we snuffed too much. Well, that is the one thing they say. Watch out for over snuffing. Oh yeah, because what happens? Nothing. You know, snuffing. What? There's been snuffing nothing happens. happens. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's like it's not popular enough to do real serious cancer research on, so it probably does nothing or okay. or kills you forever. Hey, I'm down. Well, let's we'll be the Snuff Boys. We're the Snuff Boys. How about that label though? It reminded me a little of a uh, High it's Life like, bottle. These so. High Life bottles. Yeah, it's a there's girl. A, there's a lot out there. What's it? A girl sitting on a, a crescent somebody moon, in right? short pants. Yeah, I think uh, she's feeding snuff to the moon. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we probably, stop, probably stop sniffing into the microphones. Sorry. <laughs> Do you need a, a Kleenex <laughs> for my eyes? <laughs> for your for your nose? Ah, no, man. I should have taken this before the show. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. Well, that that's gonna that snuffs that's, a snuff. Yeah, that's all that's we enough got for about you. Snuff. Yeah, because uh, most people out there are probably like these two guys are a couple of dingbats. No way. Yeah. Oh, come on. That is awesome. Great, great. Okay. Al, I, I have great. to tell you. Wow. I have to tell you, for, for those of you who know me, I love the term dingbat, dingus, ding dong. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I use it every day. And I, the other day I was like, I, have to do, I just have to do this. So I, I, I can't believe it's a thing. Dude, I went deep. I went deep into wow. the dingbat. Wow, world. dude. Okay. Yeah. So what great. is a dingbat? I mean, I always thought like a dingbat was like a some like a stupid person, somebody being dumb. Exactly. Yeah. The definition is a stupid or eccentric person. Mm. Um, there's a second definition. Um, do you know? Do you know what that is? Or want to take a guess what that is? A second definition of a dingbat. Yeah. God, like a bat that flies into a bell. <laughs> uh, close. Um, of various vaguely specified objects. So like if oh, if you and I were yeah yeah like a or, or well not really a knickknack like a thingamabob oh sure you know like if, if we were working on bobs that a knickknack uh, I guess not, a knickknack right? is like a little a little things that like you know little thing elderly women collect I feel like sure 
But if I was like, if we were working on a car, and I don't know anything about cars, I'd be like, hey, hang me oh, that, uh, hang me that dingbat, doohickey, D- hang me that doohickey, yeah, it. hang me it. that thingamabob. Okay, uh, those are all in the same. Okay, kind of, so a dingbat is both a foolish or stupid person or eccentric person, but it can also be a vaguely identified object that you don't remember the the name for. Okay, like that dingbat, like I forget what it's called. Just give me the dingbat. Oh shoot. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, I want you to tell me what the origin uh, right. of. <laughs> okay, well, this is this is gonna be a rare moment, and don't be an idiot in history. Yeah. Which is, can I have a hint if it's more towards the stupid person origin, or if it's more towards the? Should I lean more towards the the unnameable object thing? Because mm. I feel like that could take me in two very different directions. Or should uh, you not even let me ask that question? Albert, That's I'm ridiculous. Gonna, right? I'm gonna say this. I'm not going to tell you which way to go Shit. because the uh, the origin, the actual origin of Dingbat is really convoluted. Okay. So like there's no real good right. reason why it should right. mean both those things, but it does. Okay. So, so. it's some sort of full circle crap. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we got, we got an infinity right. time, right. time loop Dingbat. thing going on here. Okay. All right. Um, worst guy on the ship. We're going back to like, when were ships invented? This is the back. <laughs> Well, I mean, you want to do like British Navy, like 1700s? British Navy, 1700s. That sounds good. Okay. And I'm going to also assume that the first bells were invented back then. We're going to assume. Well, the Liberty this, Bell, for, Liberty yeah, Bells, sure. 1700s. Yeah, but there you go. So, I'm sure bells have been around for a long time, by the way. I'm sure too. But we're going to say this is the first time, 1700s is the first time that they had a bell on a ship, right? Okay. So everyone's out to sea, yeah. And and you know, there's always the there's always the dumbest guy on the ship, right? Yeah, he's yeah. kind of useless, but you need him for like, no, you know what? He's not useless, but he's gonna do everything that no one else is gonna do, right? Right, right. Clean the toilets. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so there's there's the ship. It's the SS Sky. <laughs> Skymerol. SS Skymerol? That's terrible. Right. I got stuck on the S. Yeah. Um, Skymall, I the, think is what you're thinking. The SS. Borvison. Um, really do. Borvison. All right. SS Borvison. So they're out there and they need, they have, so they're out there sailing and they get stuck in a squall, right? And it's really bad and they're trying to get to shore, right? Mm-hmm. In England. They're in England. And it's night and there's a squaw. And the and the and the the the, the lighthouse is out. And back then, what people don't know is that sometimes you don't want the lighthouse to be on all the time because it wastes a lot of whale oil. <laughs> okay. Right? So when you're coming to shore, you would actually ring the bell on yeah. the this is new. Like it's new because it's the first bell on the first ship. But you ring the yeah. bell to say, "Light the lighthouse! Yeah, light yeah. the lighthouse!" I get that. So you know they're 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 out there and they're 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 going to ring the bell. And on the first bell ring, the um, what's that thing that hangs down from it? The hammer <laughs> falls out. What's mm-hmm. the thing un- in the bell? Yeah, the hammer. The hammer. It's not it. The bell hammer. Yeah. The bell hammer falls out. And it, oh. it bounces once and right into the sea. <laughs> it is gone, right? So the captain's like, oh, God. <laughs> How are we going to wake up the light keeper? Yeah. So then they're just like, all right, um, we're going to have to get private dingbat to come. And we're, we're going we're gonna to use him. So Perfect. he, we, they, they put his, his head right up in there and they 
banged away on that yeah. bell and he he was just like <laughs> and and he, he he became the first replacement bell hammer the the lighthouse keeper woke up yeah and he was like he lit the he lit the light and then the ship uh was was safely to carried safely to port yeah and then private bell hammer Posthumously, Wait, private bellhammer or I mean, private dingbat? Private dingbat yeah. was posthumously named like a hero. Yeah, yeah. Because he died, obviously. Right. He died after this. Well, I mean, you're you're in a giant bell, right? And yeah, your your head is yeah. the, is the thing. So so he, he got the purple heart, but they, he also died. Yeah. The, uh, the 18th century British Navy purple heart. That is correct. Wow. That was great. Okay. Nice. Uh, <laughs> okay. There are some things in there I can use, I think, for, to be like... But listen, hey, you know, he wasn't the brightest no. bulb in it's the, funny. In the bunch. It's funny that the captain decided to use ca- uh, private dingbat instead of a piece of metal, any other piece yeah, of metal. Well, they're rushing around. Because, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a bad like, storm. We got we to do this now, now or never. Right. Right. Plus all the metal on the ship that was it was they all had a purpose for all that. So they didn't carry around excess metal. Right, yeah. But like a whale spear, I don't know. But uh but what if a whale came at, close to shore? <laughs> they needed to kill that whale. That's right. At least they all right. So hey, that's he great. Listen, he was a bachelor. Yeah. And his parents couldn't take care of him. Anyway. So it was actually it was good for him. Good everyone. riddance. Yeah. And what a hero in yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh great. Wrong? That's wrong, but oh, that's, oh darn. That's pretty good. Oh darn, shucks. Dang it. So uh, I have to say that um, this one, I, I, you seemed a little surprised that I was doing Dingbat. It just seems like it definitely, the uh, terms with Ding yeah. um, definitely flow in our friend group. And right. um, I would have never looked it up because I would have said there's no way that yeah. that's anything other than just like an utteration that means nothing. Yeah. Well, it, I'll tell you what, this, this one was a little messy, the research. So... There was no distinct one answer. So what I decided to do Fine. was I made something called the Dingbat Timeline. Okay? Wow. I'm looking at the Dingbat Timeline and yeah. it is <laughs> detailed. And I decided that the best way to to tackle this would be to go in chronological order. Yeah, it's a All great right? way to go. I'm, and I don't always do that, but, but today I'm going to go to the very beginning, go through the the contemporary usage and then you and i are going to be like all right this is clearly how it it happened i love it so first off 1300 you're 1300 that's how far dingbat's going that's early as fuck (laughs) (laughs) so there's a norse word denja yes denja is translated to um uh, the verb to hammer hey which you that's a point that's a point that is a point yes so Norse word Dengja. You can already see where this is going. I love it. Thor right. is coming into town. All right. So we all know what ding dong means when you you ring the bell. When you imitate a bell sound, you say ding dong. Ding dong. All right. So that didn't really come to use. It didn't come to um, be used until the 1550s. That's a long time from the 1300s, right? Right. So so we've got the the 1300s. Then in the 1550s. In English, we started saying "ding dong" for to imitate a bell sound. Okay. All right. Sure. So everyone's saying "ding dong" yeah, for everyone, a couple hundred. That's the cool <laughs> thing to do. And then in 1819, all right, "ding" started being used. 
just just to, to imitate the sound of metal being struck. So you know, like yeah. you hit you know an you hit someone with a metal plate in their head with an axe, bang, <laughs> right, like that. Okay. Now, 1838. This is the first time another big jump we see dingbat. Okay, right? but this is this is there where it gets a little uh, fuzzy, muddy? Okay. yeah, muddy because. Because apparently dingbat was an alcoholic drink of unknown origins. Yes. And I found this on a bunch of sources. So they know what it's made of at least? No. And here's what I'm thinking. Rum. It's got to be rum. Is that we can make Make the the dingbat drink. And then next episode, we will. that'll be our our drink for the episode. You know what? This is great because unless somebody does it in the next (laughs) two weeks, this is our thing. This Mm -hmm. is going to put us on the map. (laughs) Finally... We're getting on the, the map. Don't be an idiot, dingbat exclusive. We should probably have Admiral Nelson's rum in there too. Yeah, and we're still interested, by the way. Yes, <laughs> we will gladly Desperately be the interested. official sponsor. Um, so, so dingbat's an alcoholic drink. Now, it was a drink from 1838 to 1888. It started to not be cool again. Cool, I guess. Wow. So, so we need to figure out what was popular. As far as alcohols back then, right? Right, right. Do you know where it came from? Like where, what, whereabouts in the globe Dude, they were drinking it? There's nothing. Zip. Okay. Unknown origin. Zip information. God. All right. Um, I guess they were drinking dingbats. I mean, 1838. I mean, they're probably drinking it in New York City. They're probably drinking it in London. Can you believe there was a time when somebody could be like walk into a bar and be like, "Give me a dingbat." Hey, bar keep make me a dingbat. And then they did, and everyone knew. And then it just no one knows now. I know. That's crazy. I, Dude, I even went on like these these uh, antique um, these antique cocktail books from like the turn of the century. I was like trying to find anything. Well, not even wow. like 1902 or whatever. Like they're just not in there. So, but apparently from the early 1800s, they it existed. So I think we should just make it ourselves. Yeah, we'll make it, it whatever we want it to be. So 1874 is the first kind of time when the word dingus exists. Wow. And a dingus is really an unspecified object. Like, give me that dingus. Give me that thingamabob. Give me that gizmo. Give me that doohickey. Yeah. Right? So, uh, this is all going to... Give me co- whatchamacallit. Yeah, whatchamacallit. This is all going to coalesce into one big thing. Soon, all right. right. So, this is going to be a surprising mark on my timeline. But around... Um, yeah, no, oh, shit. I jumped ahead. But 1894, ding started being used... As Christmas song. It's the sound of little bells, Christmas bells, things like that. Yes. Ding-a-ling. Ding-a-ling. Ring-a-ding. Can Ding-a-ding. We have, uh, can we have the producers have some little bells here? Put it in. Put it in. Ding-a-ling. All right. That was 1894. In 1900, around 1900, bats in the belfry. Right. Which is another idiom. Damn it. Came into use. Oh. Okay. And I didn't mean to double up on idioms, but I really think it's necessary to understand. I think that. it's important to do it. So do you, what's Bats in the Belfry mean? You remember? You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Eccentric. Of course. Remember the original definition of dingbat? Yes, I do. A crazy, stupid eccentric, or eccentric, eccentric person. person. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. So um, Bats in the Belfry, the, the word batty is also used for a crazy person. Yes. Like, ah, he's a little batty. Batticoda. Batticoda from Ferngully. He was a fruit bat that actually was crazy because he had that antenna in his head. Remember that? Oh, yeah. He a double entendre. <laughs> entendre. Right? Um, I didn't realize that, but now that, um, now that we're thinking that about sense. it. makes sense. Yeah. 
In third grade, we used to talk about uh, Batty Coda. Yes, we did. Um, on the on the on the recess lot. First crush, the the fairy from uh, from Fern, from Fern Gully. Gully. Krista, come on! How many call in if that was your first crush? <laughs> I didn't even know what to do with Please myself call. As, a, as a young person. I yeah, like, why do I feel being this third way? grade, looking at the Fern Gully fairy? Yeah, yeah, that would mess you up. I, that, I'm still messed up from it. Um, okay. So 1912, you follow me? I'm almost done with this timeline. I know it's long. No, make it longer. Okay. So 1912, Dingbat comes into use again, no longer as an alcoholic drink, but as a printer's term for ornaments used in uh, headlines with illustrations. So it's kind of like wingdings. Oh, yeah. I always wondered what the deal with... with, Yeah, because they're a bunch of little symbols, Yeah, little symbols. So, so like in old newspapers, when they would have a headline and maybe like like a couple little things, little at the bo- they'd be they'd be called dingbats. Okay, all right, cool. Nineteen forty, dingaling, which used to be a sound of little bells, becomes one who is crazy because they hear bells in their head. Right, right, all right. And that was nineteen. Bats in the belfry, crazy. Now, bats in the belfry. Your head is the belfry. Also, exactly. Your head's right, the belfry. Right. <laughs> you got bats in the belfry. Dingaling means you're crazy. Bats in the belfry means you're crazy. Right. Dingbat means you're crazy. Means you're crazy. Or eccentric. Stupid. Stupid. Some yeah. crazy which, people. You know, you know, which is unfair, I guess. But, you know, like people. Misunderstood. Misunderstood. How about that? How about that? <laughs> and uh, so, so the, the last marker on my timeline uh-huh. is 1971 to 1979. That's recent. It's a TV series, All in the Family, with, oh. Ar- with Archie Bunker. Okay. And oh. he pretty much popularized the, uh, like America's association with dingbat, meaning stupid, because he would call his wife a dingbat every episode. Yeah, he really was pretty verbally abusive. Oh, to he her, was I so. <laughs> And everyone was like, "Yeah, that plays. That makes that's that reminds me of my relationship. Nothing yeah. wrong with that." I mean, Archie Bunker is a, a beloved television he, character until now. However, until this well, episode, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Archie Bunker would not stand a chance. No, today not right now. Because he, he was a misogynist. He was a racist. Yes, he was a bigot. Yes, he was close-minded. He was fat. He was fat. <laughs> Which is okay. It is fine, but like you know, he's blue blue collar like, worker. Blue collar worker, but like you know, it's like it's like he thinks he's so great, but yeah. he didn't even he didn't even eat healthy. But I do think that the show, you know, the, the his his son in law, who he called a meathead, was was the the, sort guy. of like a liberal, yeah, sort of like a, kind yeah. of, and, and 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 the show was was meant to bring these social questions, yes. to the people. So the character, was yeah. all those bad things, exactly. Right. It, and it was supposed to be like, can you believe that people like this exist? Right. You know, like you're, you're Michael commentary. Scott from The Office or something like that. Yeah. And because uh, and, the, uh, the writer of All in the Family based Archie Bunker on his own father, Ooh. who he disagreed with, you know, of course. Oh, perfect. So, it, you know, so even though, yeah, that character himself was... Uh, He's not the character. The, the actor's not the character. However, he did it probably say, was though. Probably. I mean, like, let's see. It's like a fat white guy back in the, what the 1970s. The odds are, uh, yeah, it's true. But those are just the odds. The odds are that. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, so so that's where Dingbat really started to become get that popularity. Yeah, he. Um, I had a quote written down somewhere, but I'm not really sure where I put it. He's gonna Dingbat you to the moon, Alice. But uh, I, I watched a few clips um, from uh, like on YouTube and stuff, and God, it was so funny. He uh, Edith, his wife, starts singing, and he's like. Oh, shit, I can't find was it. Was she singing, those were the days. Those were the days. Uh, she wasn't. But then he goes, uh, dingbat on the roof. Like Fiddler <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So um, so anyway, that that's the end of my timeline. I, d- I did have a couple other things. But, yes. But if you put all of those, this is why I decided to do it like that. Because I feel like if you put together Bats in the Belfry and, you know, ding, ding-a-ling and like dingus and ding dong and the mm-hmm. and the old norse to hammer like it all it all oh, makes sense that. how it's like the bells and stuff and and, yeah. and and being crazy but crazy like that can easily become stupid you know yeah mis- different misunderstood plus right. bats nocturnal different we're usually up in the daytime and everyone's like what's up with those bats they're up at night they're crazy they're crazy dude i love it and like, especially if you think of it as Thor's hammer, like hitting that first ding and it rings through the centuries. The big ding. And then all of a sudden it's Archie Bunker. And then it's all of a sudden it's us. And you know, like we, we care about this stuff, you know? <laughs> like, and, and nobody else does, but we do. We've all got a little Archie Bunker in us. And a little Thor. And a little Thor. Um, so the, the, the last thing that I kind of wanted to say was how um, in Dutch... Ding means thing. Oh. And dingus means things in Dutch. So oh. that's, that kind of so that's kind of like why dingus, like ah, oh, hand me that dingus means it's like, thing. like thing. yeah, like, I don't know thingus. what it's called. Give me, give, me that, give me that thingus. Yeah. So I'm gonna use it to fix my car though. And I figure like Norse, Dutch, that's all the same. Same, shit, same. <laughs> uh so anyway, there Probably you go, everyone. Blondes, at least. That's ding that's dingbat for you. Woo! So uh, thank you. So next uh, next episode, we're gonna we're gonna give you the recipe for the "Don't Be an Idiom" official dingbat drink. Yeah, and for all of our bartender listeners out there, like this is your chance. If you want to get in uh-huh. on the ground floor of this uh-huh. shit, email us what you think it might be because oh, right. we're not gonna listen after it. We, you got a one week, yeah. Because then week. we're gonna start really putting it together ourselves. Because I've already got some ideas. It's our- gonna taste terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Although our, our our good friend Chris, he's pretty good at at figuring out oh. like what a good cocktail would look Chris, like. Chris, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll put him to the test here. Yeah, make it happen, dude. But or like, we could eat Albert's disgusting concoction that he has an idea for already. Maybe what we'll do is we'll have all three of the drink ideas. Mm. Like Ryan will create one, oh, I'll like create that. one, and then Chris will create one. And if any of you were bold enough to send your own <laughs> ingredients, which you won't. <laughs> I dare you uh, then we'll make that too I'll yeah. tell you what send us an ingredient list and we will make all of the drinks you send okay. and that means that we could get as drunk as one two <laughs> 25 drinks 25 drinks and that'll be fine alright so if you have a dingbat cocktail recipe please email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com or you can um, find us on Instagram and send us a message through there we will make your drink we will drink all of the possible concoctions of the dingbat and uh, and we'll have a great episode twenty seven. And we'll talk about or you. a horrible one. We might throw up. Yeah, maybe. And maybe we'll talk about you. Maybe we'll talk about you. <laughs> All right, that's it. I think that's it. 
Any um, last words? I feel like did we have an ending segment that we wanted to talk about? No, there's no ending segment. Oh, People have already turned this off. Segment. This has already been turned off. Well, everybody, listen, thanks for listening. We love uh, making the show. Happy birthday to my brother. Happy birthday, Mario. <laughs> today, which is August 3rd, but you won't know that until you, uh, until like whenever the hell this comes out. But uh, let's just stay. Let's just stay on. What, do you want, what else can we talk about? Well, we could talk about this. Until next time, don't, don't be a dingbat. Do-do-do-do Can't stop Do-do-do-do